Happy Carnival Tuesday! Happy Carnival Tuesday to you, of course. If you're from Dominica, if you're from Trinidad, and I also believe that New Orleans celebrates uh, Mardi Gras at this time of the year. So happy Carnival Tuesday to you. This is Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone, and it is so great to be back on your radio for another episode of Untapped Potential on TDN Radio. So of course, if you're in Dominica, you're probably in a carnival band. <laughs> so hopefully you will catch this episode of Untapped Potential after Carnival Tuesday. But what a wonderful Carnival 2023 season we had in Dominica. Uh, today, Carnival Tuesday is the last day of Carnival. Unfortunately, I know a lot of the revelers are going to be disappointed that uh, Carnival 2023 is a officially over as tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. So again, we hope that wherever you are, you were able to experience the great 2023 Dominica Carnival season. Uh, you know, after two years of no carnival because of COVID, I think Dominicans came out with a vengeance uh, this carnival season to enjoy and celebrate all that makes our culture unique and beautiful. Uh, if you, by now, uh, if you're from Dominica, you know that Trilogy uh, made history by becoming the very first individual uh, who entered the Carnival uh, Calypso competition for the very first time and won the, the crown. So again, Trilogy who is a Buyo music artist in Dominica, is the first person to ever enter the Calypso uh, competition in Dominica and emerge victorious. So we want to congratulate him. We also want to congratulate King Dice, King Bob, uh, King Daddy Chess uh, as well, because they too emerged as the top four in the Calypso competition. We also want to congratulate Miss Odysseus Burton out there in the Kalinago territory. She emerged as the Carnival Queen 2023 in Dominica. And what a spectacular show uh, the Carnival Queen show was. I had the opportunity to watch it via live stream on the internet. And the young ladies were very well prepared. You could tell that they spent many hours during the preparation for the show. So we are truly grateful that they did their best in terms of the competition. Then all of 
Shaggy's designs huh. Well, all who want to protest and do it All the policemen on the side huh. That sheep of all gangs Two banks and two radio stations And fuel from Petro Caribe That sheep of water and light And a fearless captain We just so big up in The recess is through again So if you want to party And forget all your worries Say all aboard All aboard There's room for everybody Except for them shabawi
creeks rising in the middle of the sea day and everyone sees nobody knows as it rises the citizens fall deeper into poverty everyone sees nobody broken, civility is lost, justice overtaken by the rule of force, democracy is boldly slipping away from us, but it's left to us, only yeah. also had several other competitions where everyone did very well so it's just been a great spectacular carnival 2023 season in dominica so again i hope that one way or the other you were able to enjoy our carnival celebration so for our interview today i want to bring you an interview that we did back in 2021 with king bob and mr steinberg henry on the importance of um using calypso as a teaching tool so the importance of using calypso as a teaching tool because if you're from the caribbean you know that uh calypso uh sort of encapsulates everything that we have been through as a people as a nation as a region so how can we use calypso to teach our young people everything that it means to be dominican everything that it means to be caribbean so take a listen to this interview from 2021 with King Bob and Mr. Steinberg Henry as they tell us about the importance of using Calypso as a teaching tool and then come back for the rest of the program as we talk about all the wonderful things that are going on on Push Past 10 and how we continue to collaborate in so many ways with other people, other organizations to help move Dominica and the Caribbean region together. So take a listen to this interview. And by the way, I hope that you enjoyed the two numbers that we played for you earlier. Uh, the first one was from Trilogy, the young man who won the 2023 Calypso crown. And the second one was from King Dice, who emerged as first runner during the Calypso competition. So I hope that you enjoyed the two numbers that we played for you before. Now enjoy this interview and then come back for the rest of the program. Stay tuned. depending on what part of the world you are joining us from. And welcome to a 
special presentation, a special episode of Answer Potential with Dr. Simone, uh, a special presentation of TDN Radio as we celebrate Calypso Day 2021. So this is the official celebration day of, of Calypso Day in Dominica, the brainchild of uh, King Daryl Bob and the Calypso Association. And we are happy to be live on TDN Radio as well as TDN TV. So to those of you listening to us via TDNRadio.net, a special good morning to you and thank you for being here. And of course, if you're joining us on Facebook, we look forward to an interaction as we discuss uh, Calypso, we discuss uh, the importance of Calypso in our society, and we discuss the importance of celebrating Calypso Day because like King Bob said, we are Calypso people. So without any further ado, let me introduce to you our guests who are joining us today. So this morning, we are joined by King Bob, uh, and we are also joined by Mr. Steinberg Henry. So I will have them introduce themselves, and we will begin with Mr. Steinberg Henry. How are you, sir? Um, very well. No Mr. Farai and I, just Steinberg, <laughs> just Steinberg Henry, um, basic media. Um, no Mr. Um, and I'm happy to be here, delighted to be sharing with you, Dr. Simone, and delighted to find Bob again from last night. Yeah, so you know, here at TDN Radio, we do as much as we can to promote our culture, to promote our business, our people to promote promote our businesses. So we are truly grateful for the opportunity to give as much exposure as possible to the art form of Calypso. So King Bob, how are you? Good to see you again. Uh, good morning. Great, great to see you. Always good to, to be in your company. You, you ask such important questions and I... I'm, I'm the type of person, education is everything, and uh, I like to give information to inform people, so next Calypso season, people have a greater appreciation for the art form, so I'm always happy to be in the company of where information is the main resource. Thank you yes. so much, and thank you, Simon, thank you last night for the education. <laughs> no problem. Yes, and I listened to the, I looked at the interview from last night and an excellent job on that program with Anthony Drago. So even before we get to the discussion, and again, we're looking forward to the interaction with everyone who's joining us via Facebook Live. I just wanted to ask you, uh, King Bob, how is Calypso Day 2021 going so far? Well, so far the radios are playing Calypso in Dominica, and um, there has been Calypso discussion. I just left um, two radio stations. Uh, it's a very busy morning for me. I have to kind of take it down after a while because I will have to go home tonight. So I will eventually go home to have a rest. But for mm -hmm. now, it's been moving around and talking and just, you know, sensitizing people. What is this about? Why is it happening? And, um, and enjoying the music. Just enjoying the music. So that, that's um, basically what the, the, the concept is about. And hopefully next year we can take it up a few notches into that will lead into a Calypso festival that begins with the Calypso Day, and then we have the performances, and we have some kind of summit that I hope you guys will be part of in 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for anyone who missed our conversation on Monday and probably missed the conversation last night as well, just tell us why what it was important to have this Calypso Day today. I felt it was important to me personally because I think every time I become a Calypso mourner, I have to offer something to the society. Because Calypso is so important, just as cricket is. And that's one of the things we touched on last night. Um, I think Calypso provides that level of education that even cricket cannot do, but it, it brings us together. And, and um, I think every time, like I said, last last time I was monarch, I, I decided to set up a, a, a quasi um, foundation for children to help kids, um, a limited amount of children from single mothers um with school books and and, and and school and stuff like that you know and this time i figured that seeing that the calypso is is i hate to use the word under attack but it feels like calypso is under attack when you hear so much soca music being played in dominica why we why we welcome the soca music but we think that our own genre should have a fair share in our own market and i felt let me put some focus on calypso so i came up with the idea of having a calypso day as my platform this year 
Um, I, I brought it to the Calypso Association. It was very easy for me because I'm the secretary. And the guy said, hey, guys, yeah, we need to do this because the Calypsoians are asking for more. The patrons are asking for more than just a competition um, in the earlier part of the year, which is just around carnival time. And then Calypso goes dead because our carnival is tied with the church calendar. And we during the Lent, you don't really get that kind of tempo of songs and that kind of lyrics because we become a spiritual nation. For some reason, we become spiritual. Maybe time will want to expand on that. Uh, even the spiritual calypso, because I have songs, songs that can play all through Lent, and they never play, you know, like um, Swim Close to the Rock, you know, Love Conquers All, and those kind of songs. And they still never play because people just lose a taste for calypso during the Lent season. And we, we all those beautiful songs, they just get kind of, you know, suppressed. So I figured, let me put some focus on calypso and play a calypso day when there's nothing much happening during the year. Um, it may have been too early having um, 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 chosen the date today because I think we may have we need more planning and um, there are so many people who want to participate but having everything compressed in one day doesn't really help in this very small economy. So hence the reason for the idea of the Calypso Festival next year we should have a Calypso day and about three days where we can celebrate, we can discuss at length and so on. And it's, it's very important because um, Calypso is very important to us as a people. And as I mentioned before, I think, I believe we are a Calypso people. So that's it in a nutshell. Yes, thank you for sharing that. And again, if you're just joining us, we're here celebrating the first annual Calypso Day in Dominica. And I'm so happy that um, Steinberg Henry is joining us today. And for those of us who are less familiar with him, I would like for him to introduce himself and just tell us a little bit about um, who he is. Well, he is, <laughs> he is um, from Portsmouth, Dominica, the community of Zikak. Mm -hmm. And um, that is base. Uh, you know, as usual, most of us went to school where we were born, went to grammar school, um, taught at Portsmouth, um, St. John's Secondary, um, Portsmouth Secondary, Savant by then DBS, where I think a lot of people remembered me as having worked uh, and then moved on to, to other areas, you know, to colleges and universities where I enjoy um, culture and entertainment and media and those kinds of things. But um, love commenting on, on, on popular events, things that are being discussed, participating in radio, love radio, and, and lots of other things that happen. And of course, writing books. So I did two works which have qualified me for being here, actually. <laughs> One is titled Calypso Drift, and the other is Calypso Drift and Water which were my contributions to what I thought was something significant developing in Dominica um, out, of the, out of the Calypso movement. So basically, this is it. My mother and father, my father was from Wesley Fred Henry. He was brother to Elford Henry, who, who both of them are dead, and my mother, Daisy Andrews. She was an accountant for Geist Industries. Most people at Zika would know Miss Daisy, but she died also. I just completed a work um, in 2021 and launched it in April last month, titled As She Returns Now, which commemorated my mother's life and her struggle with um, glaucoma. Of her eight children, I happen to be the one to have had glaucoma. Um, she had it and I had it. And what I did, I took it and I ran with it and transformed it into a study. And today, um, Simone, I am in the final year writing my dissertation to a PhD in education with a special emphasis on how uh, on human development and learning, where I'm looking at how adult learners who are visually impaired learn. So basically, this is where I am, but I love I love <laughs> the subject of Calypso and all of that is, is fascinating to me. Yes, thank you for sharing that, uh, um, Steinberg, and we are so appreciative that you're joining us here today on this program. I think you have a lot of value to add to the program. So as we mentioned before, um, King Bob, we had you on on Monday right here on Push Fast 10 and TDN Radio, and we talked about the importance of getting Calypso to be played year-round. So we're not going to explore that, and if anyone is interested in that particular topic, they can always jump on Facebook on Push Fast 10 
or on TDN Radio or TDN TV to get more information about that and why that is important. But what I wanted us to explore and have a conversation about today is the importance of Calypso as part of our identity. And I think you said it so eloquently last night during Anthony Drago's program, where you and I think Steinberg would agree as well that we are Calypso people. So I think I want that to be our focus today, the importance of Calypso as it relates to our identity as Dominicans, as Caribbean people, of people of African and Kalinago descendants. So let's have a conversation on that. So why did you um, coin that phrase that we are Calypso people? We are Calypso people because we have been a people of defiance and our culture has been our strongest, our strongest point. And um, what that defiance, I think we use our culture to express it in, and, and, and it has saved us from a lot of things. It, has, it is responsible for our development. It is responsible for our 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 IQ, um, the things we look at, you know, the things we, we go for, uh, our energy, you know, in terms of our survival. And that is why I figure that is that culture within us. For some reason, we always express it in, in, in some level of music, some kind of sound. And um, when you go back to, to, to look at our history in, in, in Africa, um, our ancestors, they communicated with the drums. Um, there wasn't musical instruments at the time, but percussive instruments, and then the, stuff like the kalimba came in and so on. But that is how the, the, um, the Africans communicated. That's how they sent messages from village to village. And, and we never lose that. You know, that, was, that was something that we, we did on the slave plantation. We, 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 we sang and danced around a fire. And we sang about the system. We sang about the slave, the massa, you know, the things that we were, we were we all oppressed, all oppressions. And, and I think that culture remained in us. And we call it Calypso today, um, which is a, a beautiful name. I think it was Kaiso. It was Kaiso at first, Kaiso. And, um, and and maybe some Englishman came about and said, let's call it Calypso. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So um, I think it's that culture of, 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 of sing and chant, of, of expressing our hurt, our pain, and even our joys too. And you hear songs way back like Erica, and so on. But for some reason, we always, we, 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 we associate Calypso more with the German wine and up-tempo and, and, and stuff. Um, the Juve morning type of thing. But there's, there's Calypso expressed in a very spiritual way as well. And Calypso is so well-rounded, you know, it's so diverse. I, I I love it so much, you know, it has taught me so many things because I've taught myself to embrace it in a different way from other people. And I, this is what I think. Um, when you look at all of that, putting all of that together, I can safely conclude that we are a Calypso people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Steinberg, would you like to chime in on that particular topic? Yeah, I think it's it's well said by Bob when he introduced the concept um, of, of Calypso people. As I told him um, in Calypso Drift, I had coined, for some reason, we hear things um, as peoples of African descent and Kalenago descent, indigenous peoples in a sense, we hear things and we hear things from from our forests we hear things from our trees we hear things from our rivers we hear things in 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 the night obviously these um that type of mythologizing has been can be literally drummed out of might have been drummed out of us and so replaced probably by religion just as our practice of obia or voodoo might have been drummed out of us and replaced by modern medicine. Actually, Dominica has a 1904 Obia Act. Probably somebody should write a Calypso on that. <laughs> but, 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 but you know, it's, it's very interesting that Bob should say that we are a people who listen not only with our ears, but with our, our entire skeletal structure. We were, you know, and call it Calypsoic, call it, but the key thing I found about what Bob said um, he said we are a people of defiance, and um, that takes us into the post-15th um, century period. But if you think of a little before that, it was a call and response way of life. Mm -hmm. 
So you found that the concept I does not exist in many of our Creole languages. It's always mm -hmm. moi or me. Mm -hmm. It was always more community collective. And that is an expression of the Calypsoic. And if you come through to the Dominican scene, you hear the belly dancing, another We were always a call and response people. Um, never really the quote quote individualistic. Um, we were always communal, and that had a way of creating a kind of terror. It was frightening in a sense because we didn't use guns and bombs or explosives, but we use voices and these voices and drums or huge instruments. So if Bob would care to call that Calypso, but I think he would go back a little and say before it was Caiso, Chokdust traced it to somewhere in Egypt where he found it seemed to have meant bravo, when something great was said, somebody responded, well done. So I suspect that it was all collective, but it was also performative. You see? So it was defiant, it was performative, and it seemed to have come out of a place other than just our single talent within ourselves. You see, we heard things in our environment. We heard things among each other. We were not just depending on the church. We, we, we were spirit people. And so when Bob mentioned, Stan might be able to tell us a bit about that spiritual thing. Edward Brathwaite of Barbados always argued in his work that we are a sacred and secular people. And by that he meant we could move from saying... Erica, why, why, why? And in the next minute, we sing it, Jesus loved me, this I know. And it really didn't make a difference to us. <laughs> you see, so that liminality, oh, there's a lot here. So there's, there, there's, there's something beautiful about that concept of defiance, where we stood for justice through song that is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Yes, and absolutely. We see it. We see it in the in the in the with our other um, Caribbean counterparts as well. We see it in Jamaican music, the reggae. I mean, Bob Marley was technically a politician in his music, mm -hmm. um, and then you see it in, um, in in Haitian compa as well. You know, they sing a lot about their cries and they own their woes. You know, um, mm -hmm. so I think when you look at Caribbean people generally, we have always used our music to bring our points across, and that is interesting. I I really wish that. We will continue delving deeper in deeper into <laughs> the why, the why, how did this happen? Why is it happening? And how is it helping us in our lives in the continuation of our development? This is a very, very important topic in this time. And oh, absolutely. it's not touched at all. It's just not touched. It's that the universities are not talking about it, but we yeah. need to introduce it. You know what I'm saying, Simon? Yes, and I think you guys both alluded to some important points, the importance of the education, but I think we have to use the education in terms of showing Calypso and our art forms in general as a teaching tool. How can we teach um, our who we are, our identity, our defiance, especially to the younger generations coming up um, behind us using Calypso? because we've used Calypso to document so much of our history. I can listen to any particular Calypso from any particular time and tell you exactly what was going on in Dominica at that time. <laughs> so I think, you know, towards the end of this discussion, I want us to contemplate the option of using this art form as a tool for education, a tool for promoting our identity, for teaching, who we are as a people and just giving the, the younger people that exposure using Calypso and our art forms as a tool. Thoughts on that? Um, Steve Hyacin, who was a former education, um, a permanent secretary minister for education, he said he praised the Grand Bay um, Secondary School for introducing visual and performance arts. Mm -hmm. into into their curriculum, um, that is important. Now, I 
Rosamond John was a teacher I knew long ago. I think she was either from the Pebush or so community. And at the time she was at St. Martin's School when I knew or, or, or either that or Goodwill Junior. And she used to use Calypso. Now listen to the multiplicity of dimensions that can emerge from it. Mm -hmm. Somebody sings, um, let us say you have somebody like Lady Star singing about bail, B-A-I-L, you know, who get bail. Um, you know, it seems like if you take a pack of cheese, you're not getting bail. But if you, you know, have a, if for some reason you seem to have moved from one small bicycle to a super sports car, you know, without no explanation, you know, and some, you caught up with something, or you get in bail, people, $50,000, $100,000. Now, the word bail becomes, she, she used to take the song lyric, take a line, the line became a sentence, so the children could use a sentence, use words, they could form a sentence. They could look at the concept of bail. They could look at the concept of the court. They could also dance because that was their physical exercise for the morning. They could sing a line from the song. They could count the number of words in a song and that was their math exercise. So in a sense, she used one song and she transformed it into a multiplicity of subject areas for the day. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. You see, so there are ways in which uh, those songs can be weaved into a, a person. For instance, I drew like reference last night to a song when Spider say, um, this morning I was listening to Dai singing Animal Farm. When Dai sings Animal Farm, you, 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 you immediately hear George Orwell and you say, what was that book about? How did Pat Heron get those lines? What is he saying? You know, they rat in the mountains, it won't drive in the cheese. Nice. What was that? And that is a political metaphor. What are these statements about? When Bob sings about, is we the sportsmen? Mm -hmm. That does really work to push Dominica. What was happening at the time, Simone, as you said? Mm -hmm. You could listen to a calypso and it could capture for you a historical period. Absolutely. As you mentioned that sign, let me just jump in there. At the time of that line, when that song uh, is really musician, mm -hmm. Sanford was was doing very well in um, Sanford, the Kalinago cricket player. Yes, I he had was, him on recently. Yeah. <laughs> right, he was representing yes. he was representing um, Dominica on the on the West Indies cricket team. So uh, is we and Sanford who does play? Absolutely. So if you're just joining us, we're celebrating uh, Calypso Day right here on TDN Radio, tdnradio.net, tdntv.net, and Push Fast 10. And we have the honor of having Mr. Steinberg Henry and Calypso King Bob with us today as we talk about Calypso as our identity and how we can embrace Calypso in terms of making it a teaching tool. And I think, Bob, that would add very nicely to that consciousness that you were talking about in terms of raising the consciousness of the people because now we have an opportunity to keep Calypso ever present and that way raise the consciousness and raise the amount of uh, play that Calypso gets on the radio. But something else that stood out to me with the interview that you did with Anthony Drago on this week is in interview is that you had visited uh, a, a somewhere else, I forget where it was, and you saw products that were Calypso. Yeah. There was Calypso ba cake. There were yes, and it, and it struck me because we have to think of all of this as a brand. So there are lessons for us to learn in terms of marketing and creating a brand out of Calypso. And I always like to think of Dominica as not the population that is physically on the island, but everyone who is abroad and the, 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 the huge population of 150 Dominicans that are outside of Dominica. So there's a huge market for that. So I think that was a very important consideration. Would you like to speak on that topic? Well, I'm, and it's the thing is, it's, it's so simple, it's so easy, because the word Calypso does not belong to any one person. And you just have to have a concept, have an idea, and you attach Calypso to it, and it becomes everybody's yes. thing. You know, uh, it's, it's very simple, and I think the Bajans latch onto that so easily. Because right mm -hmm. now, the first time I passed through there, I think there was a Calypso punch. 
And then the next time I went through Barbados, I was in a duty-free shop. I remember seeing Calypso rum, Calypso sweetie, and Calypso cake. Cake. Um, I'm sure by now there might be some kind of Calypso cigarette or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Or something else that society does really need. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but uh, it, it was really interesting to see the creativity, you know, how they can help preserve the name Calypso. But but Stein, for some reason, I, I have the feeling I would like to go back to Kaiso mm-hmm. instead of Calypso. I like I like my history. You know, I think that's you know it's it's stronger when you attach to your history. And I think if we go back to Kaiso, what did that become Kaiso and then Calypso? Mm-hmm. You know, Calypso is so grammatically so English, so British. Yeah, well, Kaiso. actually, I I suspect that when the you know, Honey Church seems Honey Church always captures uh, the Europe, the, the you know the European evidence, um, and I think he was able to find traces coming out of Venezuela to um, that move the name to. Here is something I discovered one day, and I don't know how it fits into this yet, mm-hmm. but you see the car in front of a lot of what we do, ka iso ka. You know, in Creole, we say ka mashe, ka shate, ka uli, ka kui, ka mwe ka ale, mwe te ka ale, mwe te ke. What is that ka? And I was able to trace it. It's very strange that it is before we use the entire infinity. So, you know, when we went to school and we studied French, you had the, 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 the verb aller. You said, je vais, tu vas, il va, nous allons vous aller. That was je. But remember, we don't have je in, in Creole. We have moi. Mm-hmm. So, so we take up the je thing and we say moi, ka. And you know what? It's strange. We do not, we do not conjugate the verb aller. We use the entire thing, aller. Mm-hmm. You know, and the car, in a sense, is a very important syllable because it means the immortal being that is rejoined to the divine. No, I read wow. that from. I read that you out of. Are you ready for that? Yes. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> The concept K-A-K-A, that car that we have in front, everything, it is Egyptian. I get the impression it's it's like it puts whatever, it puts an idea into motion. It It puts an idea into motion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. It puts an idea into motion. And I think we may wish, you see, Simone, what has happened? We we need to reclaim as Dominicans a unique thing in the Caribbean. We are mm-hmm. ex, we are excellent. You know, our people who lived in 19, who were born in the 1920s and 30s, men and women, you know, they were excellent philosophers. Mm-hmm. We lost track of our ability to debate and to think through stuff. Because if I go back to my grandfather and those days, those guys used to stand up and have discussions. And if you didn't define your terms, you couldn't join their group. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you want to define your terms now, fellas, we'll tell you in modern discourse, you have to go back to Socrates and Plato, but we don't have to do all that. Our fellas used to. So the concept of the car, we as Dominicans, we take it, we say, kaiso, kaiso, kaiso. We begin to play with that concept and determine nobody else has to do it, Trinidad doesn't have to do it. We just decide we're going to take the concept Kaiso and we're going to try to determine what is it saying to us as a people, for ourselves as a people. And that is where I find I like to revel in a place where we take things and we begin to define them for ourselves. And, and that is debate. That is where the debate aspect comes in. And, we, and Calypso itself is debate, you know, because a man it is. Stage and he makes a point. And then another person comes and responds to it. So it's a debate. And, yeah. and that is something we need to, it's also another thing we need to make a staple in our schools. Because mm-hmm. in this debate, you have to come and prove your point. You have to stand up behind it and 
and say why you think this thing is blue or why you yeah think and think and think of the potential um steinberg and uh bob in terms of just having one song and having a debate among the kids in a particular school and just putting it on facebook live and exposing it to the world and bringing back the essence of a good debate how do we debate without arguing how do we debate without name calling? Because I always think that it shows a less intellectual capacity if you're in a conversation and you're trying to prove a point and you resort to calling names. That means you've, you're clearly out of ammunition. You have nothing else you can debate on the topic. So now you're going to choose to, to attack the person. And I would say boldly, that's the element that's missing in our politics right now, you know. That is why mm -hmm. our politics has become very quote-unquote crass, because it's like everybody just free to say what they want without coming to prove their point. Mm -hmm. you, you, you can go in the public and malign somebody else, and, and, and nobody can, you know, come up against you and say, no, this is not true, whatever the case may be. I think the whole thing of debate needs to come back to, to, to our politics, to our schools, and very much mm -hmm. importantly, our schools, because it has to start again. I always used to say uh, something I wanted to I wanted to make part of my platform is to push the concept. I think I'm always out of the box, maybe too far out of the box where, but I wanted to push the concept of teaching a nation how to live again. And 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 to, to inculcate good manners in children and, mm -hmm. and, and do not feel go back to the golden rules and those kinds. Of, I think if we do that, we will see less looting after hurricanes. We will, because people will learn to respect each other. You know it's a wrong mm -hmm. thing to do. But for mm -hmm. some reason, the wrong things seem to be okay to do right now. And all of these things are Calypso topics, you know. Um, and Because Calypso <laughs> touches on all of them. In yes, it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. So it, it, going back to what you just said, Bob, it touches on manners. Because when you learn proper debate techniques, you, know, you learn to wait your turn, right? It, it, it borders on respect because you learn in the debating of um, using a Calypso, for example, it, it teaches you to respect your opponent. You may not agree, but that does not mean you have to become vile and disrespectful. You still have to respect the other person's opponent. So again, if you're just joining us, we are having this wonderful conversation <laughs> right here on tdnradio.net, tdntv.net, and Push Past 10 on Facebook. And I'm truly enjoying this conversation about just showing Calypso as our identity and also showing the, the potential that we have in that particular art form in terms of elevating you know, some of the morals of our society, as Bob just alluded to in terms of respect and manners and just being a decent human being, if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because even the idea of Einstein will agree with me um, that masking allows for the Calypsonian to be respectful. Yes. You can say, you can say many, many things without um, um, mentioning a particular person and people, the public will mm -hmm. just look. So there's a, there's that level of respect, if we would bring back the mask in as a strong element in the Calypso, it could mm -hmm. help our conversations in Calypso. You know, Calypso should be a conversation, you know? And, uh, and then it is a certain, there is a quality of, there's an intellectual innovation. We, we don't call it that, for, for instance, just for a guy to determine that he's going to cover this particular image is, 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 a, is a deliberate decision that, that has been taken to either protect, preserve, or to protect self or other. Those are very important social and political statements. Those are matters of ethics. You know, those are, those are very important things that I even practice in song. And they were fine traditions. You know what they are akin to, Simone? Mm -hmm. When you go to church and you meet an old lady and she says, how is mommy? How mm -hmm. is daddy? They are well. When you go home, say hello for me. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is a caring and a taking care of. And being able, and here is another element that emerges under all of this masking. Our ability, which is found in theater, our ability to laugh at ourselves. Yes. Yes. You see, um, for some reason, we've but it, it raises a whole 
just imagine how, how much that weaves into theater where you go to the Arabic house of culture and you sit to watch a play and the play tells us about ourselves and we learn to laugh at a Steve, Steve, Steve Hyacinth event or an Alwyn Bully um, theatrical piece. And we realize, oh boy, that is also Calypsoic. But here is laughing another matter. Laughing at our own reality. Laughing at our own reality. I love the jesters. For instance, that's why I always love Sour Sour, Walk Sock, Lady V, um, if a son of the saint in his borderline. Here's what I always thought, um, Simone. Mm -hmm. Every time I heard those names, those weird Calypso names at the elimination, I always thought, hmm, what if we got cameras? We, we, we did the, shoot, the recording of those guys at the Ellen. And because we have a vibrant artificial intelligence group at the State College, mm -hmm. So we have that clip so coming on and he say, you know, he's, he's singing a very strange, you know, a line like Elf, uh, um, pro uh, probably Lady V singing about, you know, a hole or something or something like that. And you just move from the image of Lady V to an animation of Lady V. Mm -hmm. And you're running her lines, but you're seeing other movements that are mimicking her reality. And you have this song lyric also coming at times, so a person looking at it can also sing with it. We can do a lot. Those things can sell. And people can come to look forward to the thing and say, oh, there's going to be an animation of, 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 oh, you know, I remember when this guy saw us, saw us, sang a song, was it saw us, saw walks up, Bob, who sang about finger licking chicken? <laughs> who was that, Bob? Walks up. Walks up. Walks up. No. <laughs> Finger like a chicken, finger, <laughs> finger in, finger out, you know? And you almost got the impression. That's why I like eliminations. Eliminations is a lot about animation and mimicry and laughter and, and, and weird dressing. Um, it is something that, oh, Bob, am I thinking too much? There is a guy called Mikhail Bakhtin. He's a Russian theorist. He coined a concept called the carnivalesque. And Simon, what is it? The carnivalesque is what we call, we used to call in Rosu, the papisho wedding. Mm. The exaggeration of the form. You see a big head, a big bottom, a big breast. The exaggeration and the movement of the form outside of its normal self. That is Calypsoic. That is a Calypso expression. Because it was a way of not actually doing the identity of the form. Because you see what we call in West Indian literary mythology, we talk about the Anansi, the trickster, that which is shaping, but also keeps shape, shape shifting. That which is itself, but never itself. Oh my God, this is physics. So these are some of the things that, and we have the capacity to do it. We just have the capacity to say, okay, this year we are going to have a finals or we're going to have a 2022 Calypso competition. From eliminations, we're going to begin to record those guys and we want state college students to come and look at it and create animations of them. Oh boy, people are thrilled. People are thrilled to watch the animations that they do. You see? And that became become that that goes to Instagram. You see? So those are some of the things that I think, and those things are monetized. Yes. You see? So there's a lot of there's a lot of capacity, a lot of it's just that the dominant Trinidad model is one that is lucrative economically, it is engrossed in a carnival thrill that thrills and invites. And, and so the soca is caught into it. And granted, those guys are exceptionally brilliant at what they do. But we have a unique, <laughs> it is the uniqueness of our product that I think baffles us. Yeah, so I think that's a brilliant idea and something to consider, right, Bob? In, in, in you know somehow, and we're talking about using um, Calypso in education, so it fits perfectly in on that level. So as we can see, we have different levels of education 
where we can integrate uh, Calypso and even right here on Facebook Live, having mm -hmm. symposiums and seminars on, on teaching the art of writing a song with Pat Aaron. So I think the potential is limitless. You have any thoughts on that, Bob? I know it already exists. Um, <laughs> Calypso, you know, in our know, education system in some form, you know, because I, on more than two occasions, I think I have had to sit with, um, with, with graduating students, students who are graduating out of reform to assist them with their SBA because they were advised by their teacher, okay, we choose a Calypsonian and sit with him and ask him questions about his craft and so on and, and go in depth with Calypso. Why was the word used and those kind of things? So I've done it with two students from the um, at least two students from the convent high school in the past. So it, it already exists, but how do we harness it and how do we make it more of a staple in our education system, which is where I would like this conversation to go. So this conversation has to go into the universities, into the high schools, and so on. You and are listening like to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. If you live in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on BuyDominicaOnline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to BuyDominicaOnline.com and enjoy home away from home. So again, you've just been listening to a portion of, actually, I think I brought you the entire interview of uh, King Bob and Mr. Steinberg Henry back in 2021, when they stopped by to tell us all about the importance of using Calypso as a teaching tool and using Calypso in so many other areas of our lives. So I hope you found, you found value in the interview and the information today. I also hope you enjoyed the music that we played today uh, for you. And you know, Calypso is at the heart of our culture. Calypso is the voice of our ancestors when they did not have a voice how they used, uh, you know, the hidden language, the hidden, the masked uh, language to speak amongst themselves. And we also saw the emergence of Creole, the language that we use to speak amongst ourselves. And we were able to take all the scraps that the masters, the European masters, uh, threw at us. And we created this vibrant and rich culture that we now enjoy today. So we are grateful for the work of our ancestors. And we're very happy to be able to celebrate who we are uniquely as Dominicans. And speaking of which, I finally had some time to redo my website, uh, pushpast10.com, P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0.com, which is the website which supports this program. So I would encourage you to take a look at Push Past 10 as we talk about the importance of celebrating that culture, the importance of where that our culture comes from, and how anyone, despite where you may come from, we all have those who came before us and paved the path and went through the challenges to ensure that we enjoy this future that they created for us. So again, take a look at pushpast10.com for more information about what untapped potential is all about and also the important collaborations that we are working on this year. Because again, this year, it is all about pulling our resources together so that we can move Dominica and the Caribbean region forward. So I hope that you will take a look at pushpast10.com for more information. So again, thank you for being here for another episode of Untapped Potential. We are here every Tuesday from 5.30 to 6.30 Eastern Standard Time, and we use the time to get powered up and energized for the week ahead and to remind ourselves of the important life goals that we have set out for ourselves and how do we remain consistent with those life goals. So I hope that you will join me again next week. 
at the same time for another episode of Untapped Potential right here on TDN Radio. And as we head out today, remember that your life story is your strength, the struggles that you have faced in the past, the struggles that your ancestors have faced in the past, has in the past have prepared you for the challenges that you face today. So remember to stay strong, stay positive, stay engaged, and stay active until we meet again next week. At the same time, you have yourself a productive week. Take care.